I thought this question was, was really outstanding. Um, the person who uh, asked the question didn't want to be um, identified publicly. Um, but essentially the question is, can we, can we legitimately understand the source of the universe? If not, um, if we can't understand it, why do we just attribute it to a higher power? Why don't we leave it to the unknown? Um, I guess they're just asking, like, open-ended, like, what is the point of needing that definite answer? Um, and um, as, as I guess, so the following quote is, why don't we continue to make astronomical observations and theories? And I, I assume by we, um, talking about, like, religious people who have already stuck to the belief that um, God is the, the supreme creator. And I know you said there were a difference between creator and God, mm -hmm. um, but... but <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, it'd be the same. I mean, the ideal is for them to do the same thing. That's the creator. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If, so, if like, like, trying to do the same thing, God, like, they could. Yeah, person doesn't believe in a creator. You still have a god somewhere. Yeah, yeah like, the, why do we just like um, like attribute it basically just to a god and and keep it like that rather than try to understand his processes more um, or just understand the processes of nature? Why don't Why don't we study astronomy to try to figure out the unknown rather than attribute it to just so, right. Um, right, okay. The answer to the question is, and now this is going to be contrary to what almost everybody will tell you, okay? It's, it's actually going to sound the opposite of a clear verse in the Torah, right? Mo Moses asks God, I want to see you, and God says, you're going to see my back. And God says, if anybody sees me, they're going to die, right? Moses asks the question, how can you have free will? And, and, and still God knows everything. And Moses and Maimonides, Maimonides says, like, oh, our brains can't understand it, right? So that yeah. seems to be saying we can't understand the creator, but I am going to say the exact opposite, and I'm going to say we can see vividly the creator. Now, I'm not disagreeing with them. What I'm saying is we're misunderstanding their answer. Now, how can I say that so confidently? So just both those examples that are very primary examples, like the, the Torah says clearly, if you see me, you're going to die. But God, Moses says, I want to see you. God says, I'm going to see, you. see my back. Yeah. Maimonides says humans can't understand it. So both of those examples, we're clearly missing something if we just read through straight and we just accept that answer. Because God says, tells Moses says, I want to see you. And God says, you're going to see my back and you're not going to see my front. Isn't that redundant? If you see someone's back, you're not seeing their front, right? Well, yeah, I mean, by nature of back and front. <laughs> yeah. Especially because we're talking about it ideologically, we're talking about something like a, we're talking about an innate concept of the difference of the back of the creator, meaning we're seeing what the creator makes versus the actual creator. So why does God say you're going to see my back and not see my front? Maimonides, the same my question, back, like basically just like the the nature and what he's yeah. my back, basically the landscape, which is everything. Exactly, and you're not going to see, so it's redundant. And the same thing also. Maimonides asks a, a very intellectual question. He says, "How could you believe that you have free choice and at the same time God knows everything?" It's a logical question. He answers. The human mind can't understand it. If if you have a if you're going to throw this into a faith furnace, why don't you just articulate it as a faith to say everyone has the obligation to believe that there's freedom of choice? Why get into a logical discussion that doesn't have an end if you knew there's not going to be an end? And so the answer is we're really missing what they're both saying. Really, God Moses said told God, "I want to see you," and God said, "Yes, I'll show you a picture." There was a, there was a, there was a child. You asked me about like taking pictures of astro, at, you know, of the stars and the galaxy, whatever. What, what is the word? Um, there was a, there was an actual, it was a, a schoolgirl. I 
want to look up the age, a young girl that came up with a scientific breakthrough that just that, that made an incredible advancement in science today. She came up with a way to take a picture of a black hole. You've heard that? You followed that at all? She uh, a big way. I, I may have heard of something similar. So what did she do? She says, because science has been trying to prove the concept of a black hole forever, and, or at least to see, maybe we've proven it in many ways, but to be able to, to actually take a picture of one, and, and it was impossible. So she, so she says, listen, aim the, 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 the telescopes at the night sky, at the sky. And what's going to happen is, you, when you pass it long enough, what you'll see is that there are parts that you're not seeing. In other words, you, you will see, if you aim at, at the parts past the black hole, see where, aim where you think a black hole is, and aim past there. And if there's stuff missing, then you'll you can, know, even though you can't, you'll know that that's the black hole. Yeah, so like, basically like, like him showing us the back, the landscape shows us what we can process, but even though like we can't see it all, by seeing the back, you know there's a front, so therefore you can fill in the missing. Let me tell you how clearly we could see the creator, right? Your long lost cousin comes from the jungles of Peru and comes to visit you here, and you're showing them around the city, and you go past LaGuardia Airport, sorry, Fort Lauderdale Airport, okay? Yeah, yeah. And and you, you, there's a monstrosity there. We know it as a 747 jumbo jet. They just delivered the very last one ever to be produced. And he says, what is that? It looks like an apartment building sideways. And you say, that's called a plane. We use it to fly to New York. And he says, when you fly, what do you do? You throw it in the air? He's like, no, 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 no. It actually flies. And he's like, it flies? That can't fly. Like, what, what is it made of feathers? Like, no, no, no. It weighs 300 tons. He's like, how does it fly? Now, it happens to be that you missed aerodynamics class, right? So you don't know the answer. You don't have the tools to answer the question. In fact, you don't understand the answer. Uh -huh. The fact that you're missing the tools to explain it or understand it doesn't mean that you don't see it. You don't know for a fact that it flies. You know that it weighs 300 tons. You know that it actually flies in the air, even though you don't have the tools to see the difference. When we know that there's a creator, when Moses asked God, God, I want to see you, God said, you're going to see my back and my face, you're going to know my face by knowing where the black hole is missing. You're going to see it. You're going to see it like the plane. The same way you know a plane is going to fly, you could, by the way, Stephen, Oz, you can walk around seeing God around you in everything that you see. Maimonides, he asks this logical question and he answers the human mind can comprehend it. That wasn't a cop-out. What he was saying is we asked the question at the very beginning, if, we, if, if the world didn't exist, would we be nothing or would we be everything, yeah. right? Without yeah. existence, you have an, un an undivided, a, a reality that is not measurable against anything. It's an absolute reality. Because there's nothing, there's no, there's no longer a back because you are the whole. Right. So everything that we know of existence, in order for it to even fathom itself, no matter how much you meditate, no matter how spiritual you get, it only begins to be comprehensible by measure and division. That is all of our capacity to be able, we have, that's the tools, that's our aerodynamics class that will help us explain or understand or see or picture the creator. And, and there's no such picture because the creator doesn't have those tools. But here's what we do know. If there's no time, right? So there's no beginning or end. Then when does time begin? 
if, if let's go back to when time is not measurable, there's nothing dividing, nothing, nothing uh, again, running against each other. Then what happens is, now that there is time, what happened to the non-time? The two can't exist together. Uh -huh. You can't have, but we know that it has to be. Without time, without the relativity of time, then there is non-time, and that's where everything is. That, and, and by the way, this is not, this is not psychobabble that I'm describing here. This is your scientific just, you know, jumbles. Science will tell us that all of existence is relative to each other, creating the, the time and framework that we live in, understanding that it, there is a reality that, that demands that there are these times and, and things that, that need to be there in order for this to exist. And they have to have a beginning of something. There has to be a, there, there is something that makes them happen, but that thing doesn't have a beginning. So therefore, how could time exist? So when I walk in a world, I could see those two opposites that cannot, like Manani says, they can't be explained, but they, they're there. So in other words, the beyond knowledge, the, the, the thing that is not time, but is time, is in front of us always. Non-time and time are always in front of every time I see something. So we said before, right? I have a dollar. It's just it belongs to me. A bunch of dimensions that you can't process. Like for the uh, but what, what actually, I'm, what I'm saying is, is, is beyond that. I'm saying that what I could pro the, 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 the time that I am processing also is infinite. Right? Where's my dollar? This dollar belongs to me. It does not belong to you. Correct? Yes. But within, if I were to take away time and space and divisions of identity, then th this dollar is part of all of history and part of every iota in existence. It's not separable from it. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that, that, that we'll call that the creator. Now we'll call it th that the fact that there is something that is defined in a world that come, that, that, that underneath it, there is no definition. Those two, Oh, so you have like definition and non-definition at the same time because when something is defined, like everything that is defined is defined on something that's undefined. So I guess like using that to parallel time, you have time, but time represents a measurement or a measurement of non-time. So therefore, in order for there to be time or in order for there to be definition, there needs to be non-time and non-definition respectively. And, and since those two cannot possibly yeah. in any way that we fathom coexist, but they do. So therefore we are, we are living, we are, we are every, we are constantly seeing a non-possible existence. Yeah. We are seeing the, the, the articulation. We are seeing the, the, the miraculous reality of the creator. The smaller the definition, the more of the creator we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see. So we, 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 every, everything that we see, every, every moment that we're spending, every, you know, thought that we have. Everything you're seeing, you're not actually seeing because to see it, it needs to be built on something not seen. So what, what I'm saying is that, that our reality is very real because God makes it so.
But even as it's real, it is also complete together and united with everything else. It's not really divided. And the fact that we're experiencing it is 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 the creator's artistic capacity. So like basically, like, oh, I see, like, now what you see by saying, like, time and non-time. Because if you see the back, the back is only built upon the front. So by seeing the back, by see, by being able to actually see the back, you must see the front. Otherwise, there would be no back. Like, to recognize time, you need to recognize non-time. To recognize value, you need to rec recognize non-value. So... To recognize a back, you need to recognize a front, and therefore, right. we would be capable of seeing it. And I think like so anybody that ever told you that question. you'll never be able to understand God is true. The verse where God says you're not going to see me is true. Maimonides saying you're not going to understand it is true. Everybody who says you can never find God is true. But what they're missing is that that non-seeing and non-comprehending is just an, it's it's just a door. Yeah, by, by, it, by accepting that you can't see the front, you can see the back. But otherwise, if you if you if you, um, I don't know, concede to not being able to see the front, you'll never see the back. Um, it, that I'm, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not necessarily following like that exact um, description like that you just said now, but by 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 the by virtue of the fact that we we realize that our vision of the back is the the is the maximum. That are that reality can absorb, but but reality needs the next level. It needs the front. It needs the the source that it's coming from, and we know that it's not available. No matter how much you measure the back, no matter how much you measure reality, you're never going to see a non-existence where it comes from. Yeah. That. And and but what's beautiful about that is that. You know, people describe it being in an accident, how time goes slowly, right? I don't know if you've you ever been in that experience before, but no, yeah, time, time never goes faster or slower. Every instant of time is absolute. The reason why time goes slower in certain parts of our life is because we become so in tune with each instant as it goes by is that we, and we hold on to it. But each instant of time is just single. It's absolute. And what I want to, and this point that we've been describing this whole time is that this instant of time, which is absolute, is not, a, it's not individual. It's, it is an absolute moment, which is the articulation of all of the universe in its present mode. So the, and, and by the way, all of history and all of the future is experienced by us now in this mode. Me as a person, I'm an individual, but the whole world surrounding me is, an, is, is a broader, you know, a facilitator of my presence at the moment. And all of, all of, all of time and all of space and all of identity, they're all, they're, it's, it's all being articulated by this moment that I am experiencing right now, which means that if right now I could smile, if right now I could help somebody, I could do one thing, I'm not doing something small. I am validating the creator's dream. I, I'm validating the, the passion of existence. So like, like in relation to like finding like theories and like hypotheses relating astronomy, um, by basically like, 
by by accepting your ability to not understand, you allow yourself to understand. Um, I mean, but it, okay. However, yeah. What? However, it it that plane actually flies. In other words, it the the opposite. The, many people would like to, you know, validate religion by saying, "We can't know." And I would like to argue that if, if we can't know, then God created absolutely nothing. That's the opposite. God created a world that we're living in. Uh -huh. This dollar is real. If I don't give it to the person, they'll be hungry. If I use it, I'll be able to eat. I can have a buy a coffee. Once upon a time, you buy a coffee with a dollar. <laughs> Not anymore. It's, it, it's real. But the reality that, that, that is existing now, the real reality, my understanding of the world it not only doesn't contra contradict, but it demands that there is an all-encompassing reality that includes everybody else as part of it. So, like, rather, like, for that apartment flying plane, um, it's it's like we don't we don't just leave it up to mystery. We're not like, okay, that flies. We, we're on it. We're not unable to know, but rather to to unit to like both because um, both trains of thoughts to both understand right. how it doesn't work to understand how it works one and two um, just like understand w why God created us and and how His impact encourages us to to discover um, these findings and using that like kind of growth mindset so to speak to to discover why that apartment plane flies. So you're familiar with the, the various names that we use to describe God? Um, yeah, uh, like also, it's, we're like a little bit over the time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super sorry. I have my <laughs> sister's birthday tomorrow. I really need to, I've been trying to, yeah. 